0: you're listening to the b-school podcast i'm your host taylor elise morrison embodiment coach and founder of inner workout consider b-school your invitation to becoming a student of yourself so come on let's get studying hey there welcome back to another episode of b-school Today, I want to tell you about how I launched a product in less than two weeks. I'm still in awe that somehow that was a thing that I did and that it worked and that it's resonating with people. And I know that so many people who are listening are having to press pause and figure out how to pivot on their business, on their side hustle, maybe in projects for work. And so I just wanted to share what I did, what worked for me and how I am continuing to learn and grow in this process. So let's just start with a little bit of level setting. Most of you know, it says at the beginning of every intro, I'm the founder of Inner Workout. And really where I thought I was going Q2, Q3, Q4 for the rest of the year was diving deeper into in-person events, showing up at conferences and other branded events And then also launching Inner Workout Certification Program. And my plan at the time was to do all of that in person. And so in-person events and gatherings was a big part of where I thought I was going for the rest of 2020. And within a matter of days, it became very clear that all of that was on hold. And then as things kept unfolding, it was clear that it was on hold indefinitely and that I would need to do something else. So originally, and what probably would have made most sense to a lot of people, was to do live stream classes. And I remember even as I was thinking about what to say to inner workout customers and everyone on the list, I knew that we needed to pause in-person classes because we care about safety. That's important. And I offered up these live stream classes and I directed people to on-demand classes. But... I didn't really want to tell anyone about the live stream classes. I didn't really want to do it. And I am doing some, but the ones that I'm doing are in partnership with other brands. And I just knew I didn't really want to be building this class schedule where every week or every two weeks I was doing a live streamed inner workout. It just didn't feel like where I wanted to go. And then looking at the market or the landscape perspective, I was seeing that every single fitness and wellness brand was focusing and doubling down on their online classes. A lot of the bigger brands that had more funding could offer things up for free or also brands that maybe sold fitness apparel were offering free classes. So with inner workout being something that was new and something that required education for people to understand what it was, even if I wanted to compete That's not the word I would love to use, but even if I wanted to show up in that space and try and sell in that space, I knew it would be difficult because other people already had this really clear understanding. This is what yoga is. This is what our brand of yoga class is like, and I am honestly still building that with Inner Workout. So for me to do the education and selling at the same time was going to be really hard when there were so many options and Peloton's free and this app is free, and this is discounted, and this beloved studio is now offering an online subscription. I just knew it was a game that I didn't want to play, and my, my heart wasn't in it. So I knew that I needed a way to serve, and I didn't think that focusing on the online classes and focusing on live stream classes was where that service would be. So what did I do next? I did a lot of networking. I had a lot of conversations with fellow entrepreneurs, both in the wellness and mindfulness space and outside of the wellness and mindfulness space. I've mentioned this before, but that's been one of the biggest gifts is being able to connect with people. I've taken calls with people I would have never expected to have calls with, with old colleagues, with people who we just were like, in a Slack group together. Oh, what you're doing is interesting. Do you wanna talk? You wanna talk later today? Sure, because there's a level of flexibility that we don't often have. And so I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and we just talked about what was going on in our industries. What are the problems that we're facing? Maybe like for me, the big one is that I can't teach in-person classes and I'm not in love with teaching online classes as like the primary part of the business. So I knew that. And I could talk to other friends who had clients who were the school system or who had a piece of their supply chain disrupted because they had a physical product, all of these different things. And we just talk and say, "Okay, this is the issues that we're facing. And then we shoot ideas back and forth and say, have you thought about this? Or this seems really interesting. Or I know that this is happening in my industry. I wonder if you could do something similar, but tweak it to the education space. And so we would go back and forth. I had a lot of these conversations. And one of my friends, she mentioned that she was noticing this trend around personalization and customization. She said like, hey, I am not able to sell any of my prepackaged stuff right now. I can't sell this pre-recorded workshop, I can't sell this pre-made class. What I'm seeing is that people really want something that's specific to them and what they need, something that's customized to them. That really got me thinking because in the back of my head, I knew that I'd thought about doing an assessment before. I thought about it as something interesting. I've found personality tests and assessments Really helpful. One of the early, early, early podcast episodes of B School is me talking about personality assessments and how I think they're this beautiful way to start a conversation internally, this internal conversation starter. And so I thought, okay, I know I've always thought assessments are interesting and I always thought it would be a one day thing, but what if I played with it now? And so I locked myself in the basement and I built out the initial assessment and the framework around it in a day. And I looked at Inner Workout and said, okay, we're rooted in this concept of the koshas, the five layers of being. We talk about them as the five dimensions of well-being. What if we could measure those dimensions? What are the questions that we would ask? What would the output be? And I sat down and I just finished reading Deep Work. We're going to talk about that later this month. And... I locked myself in the basement and built it out. And then I started reaching out to people right away to get feedback and to have people test it. I knew, okay, if I'm building an assessment, who's gonna use it? There are always people who are gonna be curious and they'll buy it on their own, but this might be something that's useful for coaches because coaches a lot of the time are using assessments, trying to get a baseline of where people are at. And so I reached out to a coaching group that I'm in And then I reached out to friends and I said, hey, can you take this assessment? Can you let me know what's confusing? Did anything make you do a double take and you didn't get it? Did anything make you scratch your head? And then I gave them the actual report and said, like, what do you think of the structure? What do you think about the output? How much would you pay for this? And I did that. Talked to coaches. I talked to friends. I talked to people whose opinions I really valued. And I was able to move things around and get it to a point where I felt like I had something that was valuable, something that was useful. And I also used it as something for myself. Like I was the first person to take the assessment. And so I took it and even now I'm using it and using those insights for how I practice self-care. And so I was like, okay, I have this. I can start to talk about it. I can start to introduce people to it. I've been noticing that Pinterest ads have been really helpful for me and also really cheap. And so I put a little money into Pinterest ads, but then I also remembered work that I had done in the past when I was taking branding clients still, and I do the occasional branding client, but it's not the focus of my work. I helped this one company launch their Kickstarter campaign and they had a tech hardware product And what we did when we were launching is we launched it on Product Hunt. And I was like, "Ah, Product Hunt. I had forgotten about this. And it's funny because I use Google Chrome. I have a Product Hunt tab that every day I see the top hunted products and I'll oftentimes look into them. Maybe I'll sign up, create an account. And so it was funny that I hadn't thought of product hunt as an option for me, even though it's something that I as a consumer find a lot of benefit from. So I did some research and I figured out how to get in touch with the top product hunter, which is he makes it super easy. You fill out a form and I was able to get him to hunt my product. And what I think was really crucial in the Product Hunt launch is that it forced me to talk about the product in a way that I don't normally like to do. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I like to do something and then kind of sweep it under the rug and maybe someone will find about it if they're really interested. But with Product Hunt, the way it works is that people upvote and the higher it's upvoted, the more likely it is to be featured. They feature the next day on their Chrome plugin. The top 10, but even today I'm still getting traffic from product hunt a couple of weeks later. And so it forced me. I shared it on LinkedIn. I put it in groups. I talked to my specific friends and put it in like group texts. I really went all out on sharing it and that gave it a lot of traction. It's so simple. Like if you make something that you love and you believe in, then why not share it? And for me, it's a lot of self-sabotage of like, I'm afraid of failing. So I'm basically going to make this thing fail by not sharing it. And with Product Hunt, I ended up actually sharing it out, which was so huge. Actually offering it to people, actually telling them where they could find it or how they could support me. Like I have so many people in my life who want to support me as a small business owner. And maybe it's not in their budget for them to buy a product right now. But for them to go on Product Hunt and upvote it is something super easy that they can do that they are so thankful and grateful to do. So that's really how I launched the product. And I'll get into a little bit more in a second. But it was really through talking to people, both in my industry and outside of it, to see okay what is going on. Tapping it against what felt good to me because I could have easily said, okay, I'm going to build an on-demand platform or a live stream class platform. But I saw that wasn't how I wanted to serve. And I wouldn't be able to dive into the work sustainably that way. And then started building something and getting feedback on it really, really early on and acting on it quickly. So in my head, I can see where this could go. I can build a whole business model just around take care. But it started by talking to people and it's sustaining and adapting by talking to people. Right now I'm getting ready to launch a product or launch a pilot with a company who is going to do this for their employee base and have them take the take care assessment and then have them get some workshops on each of the dimensions of well being. I'm testing it out. I'm getting feedback. I'm learning. It's been really good. I also noticed that there was an opportunity to build a little bit deeper. So with Take Care, it's really helpful. You get this report that tells you your percentages. You get three different practices that you can do. And that's great for some people. For me, that data is all that I needed. And then from there, I could start to adapt how I practice self-care to support myself in this season. But some people want to go deeper. Some people haven't spent the years of exploring what self-care means to them that I have. And so with the introduction, I tested it out again. I sent it to a couple people, got their feedback on it, started tweaking things. And now I have it out in the world. So it was that same process of seeing, okay, here's what I see going on. Here's where I see that there's an opportunity to serve deeper Do I feel comfortable serving through a six-week course? Yeah, I do. Let me get some support to see if other people resonate with this. Does this language work? Would you structure it in a different way to make it more supportive? Yes, no, maybe. And then build from there. And then put it out into the world. Actually share it instead of talking about it one time and thinking that that's going to be everything. So that same process of feedback and building. This time, I'm experimenting a little bit with affiliate sales. If that works out really well, I can do an episode and talk about how that worked and how I could do it in an aligned way. But this is where I'm at in building a product out really quickly. And I haven't tried to do any type of goals or quarterly metrics. I track kind of my key performance indicators every week to see where there's growth, to see what's driving traffic, to see what's creating impact. But it's not because I'm trying to reach this specific goal because the goalpost is moving so much, both just as we look like we don't know when we're going to be able to go outside and what it looks like when the outside is open again. And also people's self-care needs are changing so much. Right now, a lot of people are grieving different things. When the outside opens, there might be a wave of anxiety as people are like, this is supposed to feel normal, but this doesn't feel normal anymore. Why is there this dissonance? So I'm going to have to keep observing. So for you, if you're looking at making a change, switching out what your product looks like, I really encourage you to talk to people, join entrepreneurial group, join side hustle groups, talk to people not in your department. And get a bigger picture of what's going on because there are so many insights that you can learn from, from someone who isn't going through the exact same thing as you. Get that feedback early and often. And a lot of times in startup world, we talk about that minimum viable product. Instead of building out this whole business idea of this is where we're going, just try something. See if people nibble on it. See how you can make that better. And once you get to a point where you're like, man, we are cooking with gas, then expand and grow from there. So this is, this is what I did. This is what worked for me. I feel really energized in the work that I'm getting to do right now. I feel really aligned. I feel really grateful for the ways that I'm able to serve people. And I hope that for you, even though This is such a hard time for so many of us, especially those of us who are building our own things. I hope that you are able to create something that is of service to people and that is also just able to fuel you and to get you excited for the work that you're doing because building something in two weeks is not, it's no joke. It's a lot of work. And so you want to make sure that you're building the right thing. I hope that this was helpful. I hope this peek behind the curtains was helpful. As I'm learning more, I will share more, but I'd like to tell you where I'm at. And even if I'm only a couple steps ahead, I want to look back and and shout at you lovingly and be like, hey, here's what I learned. You can try and implement this too. So thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your earbuds later this week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E L Y S E, and check out the resources on my website at TaylorElise.com.